and welcome to another episode of Expressions Podcast, where we speak to creatives of all types and find out what makes them do the things they do. Um, passion, energy, and talent is what sums up our guests this week. The guys from the band Ship of Fools have come on to share these things with us and to get into what makes them do what they love to do. Heavy metal music is amazing, and these guys do it so good. So thank you for being here this week, guys, and welcome. And for everybody who's watching, thank you for being here, too. Remember to like, subscribe to our channel, tell the world that we're doing this, because we have a great time doing this every week. And uh, let's get to it. What do you guys think? Sounds good. Fuck yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Andrew, Greg, and Niall, three guys from the band. Thank you so much for being here. I've heard that there's a new bass player in the in the works. Is there something about a new bass player? We are on the hunt. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, we're uh, on the hunt uh, in the few next few months, hopefully. Nice. Yeah. I've been watching videos all day of you guys. I shouldn't say all day. I've watched three videos. It didn't take me all day. They're about a minute <laughs> yeah. long. <laughs> but what took me all day was I ended up watching Davey 504. I just saw, oh, where'd you go? What's going on? <laughs> I got a text and my phone buzzed. Oh. <laughs> you know what the YouTube does to you? You start watching you guys. Next thing you know, I'm watching Davey 504 talk about bass players from Japan. So, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love my squirrel brain. But it's the YouTube What's that? It's the YouTube hole. It is. It is. It's like the McDonald's syndrome, too. You ever hear about the McDonald's conspiracy? (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, they just put grease in everything so badly that it makes you drink more pop and they make more money from the pop. So it's like this cycle. Fuck. That's why I love root beer so much lately. What the fuck? Exactly. (laughs) God damn it. All right, guys. It had nothing to do with the root beer is awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Root beer is the best. Like, All right, sure. guys, let's, let's, let's not go too far here. Uh, before we get into our meat and potatoes of the conversation, I do want to say hello to our hosts this week. Uh, Sean and Mark, good seeing you guys again. Always good to see you. How have you been? Mark, take the floor, bud. I've been, I've been <laughs> awesome. Uh, did a little road trip on the weekend down to Duluth, so that was kind of cool. Uh, you know, three and a half hours to go to Dairy Queen for lunch. So it was kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, and there's like one around the corner. So where's Anyways, the movie? Was... Sounds like something like. A, like yeah, I know. Or yeah. Something. Well, the funny part is we, I went to take pictures. There's a lighthouse down there I want to take pictures of. But by the time we got there, it was closed and I, I couldn't take pictures. So we ended up doing a three and a half hour drive to, to buy 30 bucks worth of shit at Walmart. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what the spice of life is, though. It's adventures yeah. like that. It was, that... you know, when it was a good drive, the dogs enjoy the drive, and we had them out to walk a couple of times. So, yeah, it was a good, good trip. Awesome, cool. Sean, how about you, man? Fuck, man, I've been, I've been fucking working a lot, dude. <laughs> it's been snowing like a like a son of a bitch down here. So I'm, uh, I'm constantly just out and all night and all day just shoveling snow, and you know, it's all it's all fun and games. But when I get home, I'm fucking, I'm on the hunt for new underglow because the guy who did mine shit the bed and it's fallen off so i have to get new new underglow for the car <laughs> do you actually yeah. drive your car in the snow uh yeah believe it or not i have no money and i can't afford another one so oh, if i enough. did probably would have gotten like i probably would have bought another like beater corolla anyways so you should yeah, probably you probably try putting the tires on it man <laughs> yeah dude trust but me I'm, I'm very impatient <laughs> driving around on four rotors just <laughs> <laughs> no i got my winners on and and i'm so impatient i want to put these wheels on so bad man the, the second i get the nicest day i'm fucking putting them on i'm going for a rip i have to nice. <laughs> nice. it nice. will snow the next day oh god i hope not <laughs> been, been there done that yeah yeah well i had a, quite a weekend i was shooting wrestling for two different events um nice. 
it was awesome. And and I saw a guy break his leg, which was not awesome. And, uh, <laughs> wrestling can be tough. I did, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't take pictures after it happened. I'm not that guy. Yeah. yeah. You're shooting. It happens. And then you realize what's happening after the fact. You're like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, yeah. that's going to make yeah. me sick. Poor guy. Aiden <laughs> Prince, awesome wrestler. And, uh, you know, just took a bad landing. Hope he's going to be okay. He's probably gonna be out for a while, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Destiny wrestling. A lot of fun. All right. That's enough out of me and out of us. It's not about us tonight. It's about you guys. It's about your band, Ship of Fools. And I'm so excited that you're here. So thank you again for taking the time out of your day uh, to be here. And I just want to comment on where you're located right now because yeah. <laughs> probably the coolest location anybody has ever done our show from. So uh, first of all, thank you for being here. Maybe I'll, I'll throw it to you for a quick second, Andrew and Greg, since you're on the left side of my screen. Maybe yeah. you can start off, introduce yourselves, and tell us where you're at right now. Uh, so my name's Andrew. I'm Greg. This is Greg. Um, right now we're at a little flame brewing company. Uh, we have three locations. We are at the new market location. Uh, just having some beers because I just finished work and, uh, yeah, we're stoked to hang out with you guys. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And Niall, how about yourself, man? Oh, I'm you're Niall. in the same place. Yeah. I'm just in a different room for so, so is, is there a reason why they keep you guys separate? Is it you don't play well with each other when you're not on stage, or no? It's just okay. uh, like we just closed the door now because we can hear too much, too much of Nile. So it's just, <laughs> just for audio purposes. All right. So yes, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. You get a lot of echo if if you uh, if yeah, you're 100%. in the same. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, right after work, taking the time to be here. That's diehard. I appreciate it, man. No, no problem. Thank you. Man. No problem. And. Old Flame Brewery is somebody who I've actually tried to contact in the past to ask to be on our show, get the master brewer in here. And so thank you for, for being here. <laughs> well, he's, well, he's downstairs, so I'll let him know. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. down the road, down the road, and then you'll, we'll have you on with him too. But anyway, the, the band Ship of Fools, how did that get started? And, and before we get to that, actually, I should just say that Greg and Niall uh, also are people that I deal with on a right. Rake... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I was just saying, these are guys that I also deal with on a regular basis at work. Um, you also work. Are we allowed to say where you work? Do you sure. want to do that? Yeah, okay. All right, cool. So you guys work at Canada Post, and you guys come in and pick up our packages all the time, and that's how we started to talk about this and getting into music. And, of course, I hear music. I get peaked, and I want to talk more because I love all kinds of music. Um and then you told me you're in a band together, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. we got to have you on the show. So that being said, Ship of Fools, how did that start? How long have you been together? And um, why did you choose this kind of music? Uh, yeah, um, so Niall and I went to high school together. Uh, and Greg. And Greg, and Greg, yes. And Greg. Yeah, but you don't remember Greg. I, I that comes later, though. Niall and I... Greg and I didn't actually know each other until after high school, really. Like, I knew who he was, but we didn't really, like, actually interact at all. Uh, Niall and I used to play rugby together, and we, so we started hanging out pretty much just after high school. And Niall was playing in a metalcore band as a drummer. Um, and then I decided that I was interested in trying to jam again and try and get a band going. Every single attempt I'd had at starting a band never worked. Uh, so years later, I tried it, and now and I started by um, 
just jamming together, uh, covering songs, started dipping our toes into writing our own songs. <clears throat> we had a few lineup changes when we when we first started. Uh, we've played our first show in November uh, 2014. And then uh, pretty much our drummer, first drummer left the band. Uh, what was it? 2015? I don't know. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it was 2015 because that's when we found Greg. Yeah. So it was it was uh, February, February or March in of uh, yeah February March of 2015. Uh, I had a friend who was a lifeguard at a community pool I was working at, and he reminded me of Greg and that Greg was a good drummer in high school and. So I got his number and reached out, and Greg didn't like me right away, but he said yes. Enjoy the band. <laughs> what were you gonna say there now? Well, it's it's just funny how, uh, just how the happenstance of us finding <laughs> Greg because Greg lives in Holland Landing and he went to university and then came back, but <clears> I did not know he came back and then just through this mutual friends like yeah Greg still plays drums like wait Greg Nathaniel from high school and it's like yeah, yeah. And then, so then. He joined up mainly because of our bass player at the time, and then he grew to like us again. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's how that's how we got Greg twenty fifteen, and then we uh, recorded our first was EP. Yeah, Broken Knuckles with Sam Reed from Glass Tiger, which was funny. Um, and uh, Sam yeah. Reed was funny. Okay, Making oh no, no, it was just funny just because. Like, <laughs> Like I was my first recording as a, like a any like a musician, and then it just and we walked into this like big studio. It was like, ah, uh, I don't know if I should be here. <laughs> it okay. was a, it was a bizarre feel because it was the keyboardist of Glass Tiger. Yeah, and your metal Glass Tiger, even though they're from Newmarket, and they're definitely like one of the best bands to ever come from Newmarket. Um, it was still not in our wheelhouse. Um, so, but he set us up perfectly. Um, we recorded a five track EP uh, uh, right off the floor in one day, uh, which was pretty intense for your first recording studio experience. Uh, we had saved up a bunch of money out of our own pockets and went to the studio with it and made an EP. And uh, it had its, uh, it had, definitely I listen back to it now. It has its moments where I'm like, what the hell? Am I listening to? <laughs> but uh, it was definitely a massive, massive uh, experience for us. I think that I think that EP kind of was the first indication that we could take things a bit serious and take take ourselves a bit serious. One of those moments that just keys you in that this is the right track. You got to keep yeah. on trying. Yeah, I think there's those... a big thing. I think there's a big thing when you hear yourself for the first time on a record or. You know, recorded and you're hanging and it's with your best friends and you know i look back on it now and yeah i think it sounds like shit but at the time i thought it was i thought it was the coolest fucking thing in the world right you and know? it so, is yeah it is the coolest fucking thing in the world because it was that that gift that that, that thing that you guys did that just gelled it that just got it all together and then from there you can start focusing and you can start changing and growing and and you know putting your own flavor to things getting comfortable with it i would imagine yeah, hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah, and then you just practice it, and you practice, and you practice. Yeah. And, you know, then you develop from there. Yeah, awesome. 100%, man. 
Awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I've been in bands before. I can't say that they've ever lasted for far too long. I was in a band called 40 Cases Later, if that tells you what kind of music we played. Um, <laughs> awesome stuff. I had a great time, and it's been far too long since I've played. But, you know, when, when <clears throat> I was talking to Greg and he said he played the drums, I was just like, come on. And then I listened, and, dude, you're awesome. Like, you are right. awesome. Were right. you – were you one of those guys in high school when you were playing the drums? Like everybody, you had to be in all the bands and everybody knew that you were just the shit. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was in a few bands throughout high school and a uh, few bands before that. I've been playing drums since I was seven, 31 now. So you guys do the quick math on that, but it's no, I don't, music's I don't always just been part of my, uh, my upbringing. My dad actually came from Trinidad and he's, started steel pan musician started steel pan band and would play through like all the school barbecues and everything so i always kind of grew up around it and he's the one who actually introduced me to my first drum kit so kind of just i guess you take that from seven years old and put it in high school maybe it, you know the talent is there so maybe but that sounds arrogant so i don't i'm gonna say no. <laughs> That's that's a great answer. And, and I, I totally understand where you're coming from. When I was in high school, the guy was Jeremy Waybright. He was the guy who gave me my first drum set. Uh, actually, my mom bought half of his kit. Um, the influences and the music I listen to today were literally his music. Uh, the Police, Rush, uh, Yes, all that kind of stuff from back then. That's all from that era, that time of my life. And I'm now 51 and I'm still – that's my wheelhouse, right? So mm – -hmm. Those are those years that mean the most, I think, to any musician yeah. or any artist. So it's great that you had your father to give you that inspiration and encouragement. My father yeah. and my mom were um, folk music singers, <laughs> and they were in a band called The Yeoman. My father was, and and oh, that's what God. I was raised on. Nice. You know, I think we we all have, as a musician, and I say as a musician, I haven't played the drums since you know I got married, sadly. Um, but yeah, don't look at me that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I live in a semi. I mean, I can't. My mother-in-law's in the basement. What are you gonna do? You play the drums, right? Anyway, long story short, that sounds, that, that, that sounds correct to me. You get it. How do you get the mother-in-law out? <laughs> hey, she watches this show. I love my mother-in-law. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love my mother-in-law too, and she lives 16 hours away, so <laughs> it helps a little more. Yeah. I do love her. I could, I could actually live with her. My wife couldn't. So. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Anyway, um, getting back to our roots and getting back to what molds us. What about you, Andrew? Where did where did that all come from? Come from for yourself? Oh man! So I've grown up in a very musically uh, driven family. Not on the creative instrumental side, but rather the library of music that I was introduced to my whole life. Um, both my parents are massive, massive music nuts especially my dad. Um, to this day, I think the only Christmas gifts we get each other are records. Um, so Actual records. Up, like, uh, Yeah, 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 like vinyl yeah. records. Um, he's gotten back into collecting, uh, which is pretty cool to see as I collect. I've been collecting for the last 20 years now. Um, and he's, yeah, initially wrote me off saying, you're wasting my money to now trying to replace all the records that he sold when the CDs came out. Uh, <laughs> he's doing well. He's, 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 he's on a mission. That's um, cool. But yeah, I just, I just grew up with it. Um, I was the only one in my family to really pick up trying to play an instrument. Um, I still really can't play that instrument, but I try. Um, and yeah, I just, I, uh, 
there was a thing with uh, punk rock that really connected with me. Uh, my dad, his n number one music when he was young was the Ramones, the Clash, um, and that that just I that I that grabbed me when I was a kid. And then I built my own love for it from there. And to this day, I can listen to all of it like I'm listening to it for the first time. It's pretty awesome. Good music. That's what happens, man. Doesn't yeah. matter. I think it comes a lot from the, the, the messaging in the music as well. There's a lot of um, social issues, you know, addressing social issues, stuff that, especially in the old, you know, in the 70s, um, stuff that was going on in the world that you couldn't even say, and let alone there was these bands that were just really just going against the, the status quo. And, you know, that, that to me was appealing when I was a kid. I think uh, it still uh, is, based yeah. on some of the music I've oh, heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about that, yeah. That's for sure. I mean, there, there is so much. I, I, I think the, the music that I listened to, like when I was in high school, and a lot of it was very anti-establishment. And it, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't really get into punk until I got out of high school, and that's yeah. when I discovered the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and things like that. I was more into the, the, the heavier, the Metallica and uh, Megadeth in, in high school, um, along with a lot of the hair, hair metal, because I was a child of the. Uh, That's was our age. The, it was born in the '70s, so it was it was the '80s. <laughs> but a lot, a lot of the messages were the social issues that they faced as well, and it was um, just something that drew me into that music. So that's awesome. Hundred percent. Awesome. So and this what, is where this is where I differ, though, because like I was like a big Slayer kid. Like I'm still a Slayer kid now, but like even in high school, like anything that involved like you know massacring people and sacrificing humans for Satan was like. Sweet, <laughs> down with that. <laughs> yes, and their next ballad, "Rain and Blood." It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm the opposite. I was always scared of that. I'll be honest. Like I, I mentioned in, in a previous show, with even Rush, looking at the front of their covers, the albums with like the guy, you know, with the big star pentagram thing in front of him. I thought that was Satan. I didn't know, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, I can't listen to that." And I, I didn't listen to Rush for years until Jeremy got me into it with the music, not the albums. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, when you feel it. Yeah. And and even, you know, the way music can touch you years later and you can listen to it over and over and over. I was listening to Tool 46 and 2 in the car, just went for a drive earlier today, and just listening to it again and having the conversation with Sean and Wes about Tool and, and all the stuff that has happened with my understanding of that song. Um, again, just listening to it five, 6,000 times later, tears and emotions come from from what they're trying to say and, and you know, how it relates to people. So music is amazing amazing what it can do for you um but now we haven't heard from you yet okay. where this all came from for you so let's do that first oh i had like the most limited limited um uh beginning to music just because like my mom listened to like garth brooks and stuff like that and my dad's not much of a music guy he's a massive beatles fan but just like it's not like andrew's upbringing or greg's upbringing where they had that like first entry i had to find it and it was a pretty pretty bad uh, like my first like favorite band was like Three Days Grace, <laughs> and uh, so I kind of just like opened it up. Where I, was just, like, I really didn't know what real music was until I got to high school. Uh, yeah, like my my first actual uh, yeah yeah man, I'm 100. That's what it was. Um, uh, like my first like I guess what you call like heavy or you know hard album would have been Limp Biscuits, uh, Hot Dog Flavored Water, and Chocolate uh, Covered Starfish. And again, that's just like freezing the top. And then it wasn't until like uh, I met a friend of ours, a mutual friend, um, and he introduced me like uh, metalcore and stuff like that, like Parkway Drive, uh, 
you know, like local bands as well, like Shortline here, like just like uh, stuff on the more screamo side of things. And um, so I, I like I, I throughout high school, I pretty much listened to mainly like um, just metalcore albums on the heavier side. Breakdowns, I love breakdowns and heavier side and anything with like technical ability. Protest the Hero, uh, which my cousin got me into, and they're to this day my favorite band. Um, but, and then after high school, I started hanging out with Andrew and so around like 2012, 2013, that's when I actually got introduced to punk and, uh, and now I'm more of a fan of punk now because of that, like, you know, I'm surrounded by playing in a punk band, obviously now. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a big kind of like metaphorical mountain to climb to really find the music because I didn't know my own way until I met people later on in, in life. And uh, yeah. But that could be the best way too. Oh, 100%. You're not imprinted because of your life situation. You're imprinted because your choices. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and like all the music I've been shown for the most part has been amazing. And uh, also like uh, like even like Andrew showing always like going back to like the roots of punk showing me the old stuff the stuff that I wouldn't normally because I'm more I'm a big like I like like some production value like in the modern era kind of thing to it so like a lot of older songs don't appeal to me too much especially in the punk realm and uh, so like I'm a little picky in that sense but he always like shows me a lot of like older stuff like got me into the clash uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges and like the earlier stuff that kind of like led the way for what we do now and there's so much diversity there that there's something that you're going to like you don't have to like everything oh right? no, no no and it's nice that you have somebody like andrew to guide you through that world because um how he's you're so introduced lucky. what's that he's so lucky <laughs> sarcasm much <laughs> but i mean honestly how you're introduced to something dictates how you'll enjoy it oh yeah right like you can you can have somebody try and throw the best music in the world down your throat and just the way they're doing it you're just like fuck you i'm never gonna listen to it right well, it's just like even outside of punk like i'm a massive hip-hop fan and uh andrew's middle brother colin he got me huge into that like he and i fed off that for a while and just like have a deep love for hip-hop music that's cool well you guys have been together for almost 10 years or for 10 years now 2023 you started in 2013 uh, uh, technically um, yeah like we're as a band technically we started in 2013 uh, we didn't play our first show until the 2014, so I think I consider that our 10 year. Right. Um, but yeah, like, and then coming up to well, two years from now, which is crazy. Greg will be, Greg will have been in the band for 10 years. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially considering that you were already saying that like you guys didn't really get along at the start. Well, Greg's like, why are we bringing this up? <laughs> yeah, no, no, to bring up fine, that. Man. <laughs> I'm also like the manager of the band. He's the band mom. Andrew's the a band mom. A, a, a stubborn <laughs> fool. charge of all the bookings and all the hotels and making us look good. So I hold Greg count accountable. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> gotcha. And sometimes he's, he's, you just don't want a mom. He's, he's much better now, but my God, the first few years, fuck, we could have killed each other. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just like any good marriage, sometimes you got to go through the bad times before you appreciate the good times even more. Right? Now, we love it. Now, we, now we can sit in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see how I got separated? Yeah. yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you listen to Limp Biscuit. And... Oh, yeah, hey, 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 sometimes, sometimes you just got to break stuff. I mean, come on. Yeah. 
Fuck, throwing these guys rolling, the bus, baby. Man. I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, I, you if you what? heard the stuff that I listen to, guys, I would be the one yeah, getting I, the shit I, right I, now. I, I, I'm that guy, cool. you know. It, it's what do you listen to? It's like, oh, it ranges from, hey, that's cool too. Please don't judge me, you know. So yeah. It's, yeah, but it's funny because yeah. Niall, you were oh. you were throwing out uh, band names earlier, and Parkway Drive is one that I, I don't own anything about Parkway Drive, but when they come on the radio, I listen to satellite radio in the car. I, I like okay. Oh, turn, it right, turn it right up to 11 like oh fucking it's brilliant just band awesome yeah brilliant like, like I, I, a lot of that style of music i listen to octane on satellite radio and that's where it, it all comes out and it's just amazing to to listen to nice and loud and you know beating the crap out of the steering wheel i used, I used to have large <laughs> long drives that were um you know eight hours of driving for work and uh you know, I'd be you know playing playing my air guitar and you know changing up the strings at the the next stop. You know, and new new strings on the air guitar and away you go. So yeah, like I I would like my I'm I'm a f more I stop really listening to them after their uh, after Atlas, which yeah. I think was two releases ago. Just because I uh, like I just couldn't get with their new stuff. Like it's good, it's yeah. still heavy, but their old stuff, man, to this day. Yeah. Still mm -hmm. played in the car and like, uh, yeah, I get, I get, I get ripped on a lot for still listening to that, but it's just, oh, <laughs> old Parkway Drive was just the best. But like, they were like one of the first concerts that I saw live, okay. and uh, it was the first time I was ever in like a the biggest mosh I've ever been in and getting punched in the face. <laughs> so th th there's a there's a, a nice solid memory of them burned into my brain. Yeah, that would make me but never go a, to another concert. This poor memory right there. Right? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> wow. It's funny you say um, you get with the new stuff. You, you don't quite get with the new stuff. I have an experience with Getty Lee where uh, his dentist, was a friend of his, was a dentist in the mall that I worked in. And we were talking and he mentioned that he knows Getty Lee and he's going to go see him. I said, oh, when you see him, ask him, why don't, why don't they make music like they used to? Like, how come they don't make 2112 kind of stuff? Like, what's La Villa Strangetta? That shit's awesome. How come they don't make that stuff? They're making this presto and all this other crap with them. Anyway, so I said this to him. Holy shit. Right? I know. Stupid me. Why did I do that? So I get a reply. And basically, Getty just said, well, the old stuff is still for sale. No. And I thought, freaking genius, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah, it, that, they they did that. That is yeah. something that they produced. Yeah. That's something that, like your first album, that you may or may not like as much today. Hundred percent. You did that, and that's that's as important today as it was then. Um, and you can't discount it just because they come up with something new, right? That's so. that's so ballsy, though, man. Like that's like me going and messaging Hundredth and being like, no. "Yo, what's with this sense shit?" It's not ballsy. <laughs> it's not ballsy at all. It's it's just dumbass. Bring back yeah. the beat, man. I, I think I'm stupid like that. I think as an artist, you're always looking to like. Once you've released something, it's like, okay. What's what's next? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like 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 I think this fella next to me here is. I don't know, if it's Public Enemy number one when it comes to that. But as soon as we play our songs, at least like I think we play our set. You know, because we have to once we release an album, you obviously got to play the album. He just can't wait to get back writing again. Um, and I think that's just like, a, pro, like a, a, a progression of just like, you know, you just want to keep the creativity going and the creativity doesn't just stay in one lane. It, it has to move around or, or you're just going to get bored. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that like we as a band, if you listen to our first couple of records, we haven't changed over the top too much, but there's people that like I've had, my cousin has come up to me being like, man, I love your old stuff. Your new stuff sucks. <laughs> you know. <And> <laughs> 
that sucks. <laughs> like, this is where just we're the going. You know? I, th- I think a lot of bands get ripped on like that too when they when their music evolves and uh, I mean you, you you end up in you're in a different place in life as well. Like the the classic example I can think of is Metallica, right? Because like you think about Kill 'Em All to like the Black album, like that yeah. that that span, and then like it's like well in Kill 'Em All they were young and poor and like living like, like four guys in a van, yeah. and and they were angry. And now they're not so much angry anymore because they like they're carrying bags of money everywhere they go, and and they're trying to they try to sound angry, but they're they're not because they got bags of money, and uh, <laughs> you know I, well except Lars, I mean he was pretty pissed that people were downloading stuff illegally off Napster, but you know yeah. um, that was that was another thing. But there there's an evolution to uh, to a band that stays together, right? And and to, to Brian's question, I mean the the twenty one twelve. The new album can't be twenty one twelve. Although, well, I, I guess I'm, I, I am wrong to a point because Angus Young always says ACDC has thirteen albums that all sound the same, and I guess fourteen now. But <laughs> you know, they're it's the same three chords, right? But it's um, you, you've got to evolve, otherwise, all of your stuff does sound the same, and nobody you're not going to garner any new fans that way. Um, and hopefully, your old fans come along for the ride. Yeah, I, you know what? I think the only band that has successfully sounded the same or have been able to really just do it well, really do it well, is the Ramones. And it's like, that's, you know, basic three-chord punk rock. They have songs on the same album that are the same chord progression, but you don't really question it because the songwriting's so brilliant behind it. And it's simple, you know, but, you know, that's... That's just the beauty of the, you know, the Ramones, the, 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 the legend that is the Ramones, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, if we can ever speak of our name in that breath, my God, I will die happy. But, <laughs> you know, that's not the case for us. We have to look inside the box and we have to try and uh, appeal to new audiences because the people who have listened to us already have, uh, they've already listened to it. They want to hear something new. Well, good thing you've got Greg around. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So, now, is that how it works, Greg? Do you write most of the music, or is it a team effort? It's so Niall writes all the what I'll call the riffs and plots out what he thinks the song should be, and then I'll add the structure. And Andrew will step in, say, "Hey, we need to make this part longer." I'm thinking, you know, harmonies, blah blah blah, here, 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 vocally. So I wouldn't say it's it's a team effort, but I definitely have the biggest impact on like. If I hear a riff that we've played before, I'll, I'll pull that up and say, hey, we can't do that. We have to <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Well, these guys might say otherwise. No, 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 no. It's, no, 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 no. it's <laughs> I've been that way for nearly Greg, 10 years. Greg, when Greg joined Greg's got to keep me in check. Greg, didn't, Greg, Greg wasn't necessarily our friend right? when he joined the band. He wanted to just play drums. So he was this blunt. He was, he was blunt and he still is. Just he's a lot nicer now. <laughs> well, now you have history, so he, he he knows to push the right buttons and not the wrong 100%. ones. Yeah, no, it's, you got to pick your moments. Uh, but no, absolutely, I love that. I love that a lot. Um, a, a lot of bands that you hear, like I, again, I'm going to go back to Tool. They basically, I think it's just Danny Carey and and the other guys that write the music, and then Maynard will come in afterward and just create this the lyrics that just make a song. And how they fit together, it just blows my mind. Um, so to be able to, as a band, structure it that way. Uh, again, in, in the band that I was in, it was mostly covers. 
we wrote run one original and it was literally just us. We found a riff and we just kept on playing it for about 30 minutes. Yeah. And, and that was about it. So to write an original is a completely different bag, but what kind of original, uh, what kind of uh, covers did you do before you got to the originals? None. Oh, you never a cover. We, uh, well, well, we did we, one. We did, yeah, we, we, did one. we did one. We did one. We did one. We did uh, leather, <laughs> a, band called, a band called Leatherface from uh, Sunderland, England. We did a, a cover of one of their songs, uh, Dead Industrial Atmosphere. That's what it was? That's yeah. when you first joined. And that's when you first yeah. joined the band. Uh, we had already kind of had that in the works when Greg joined. Um, but since then... This has been a debate that we have at band practice all the time, being like, I've always been of the of the the cloth that says we need to have a, a cover song to play it, you know, because we do play house shows, we do play, you know, smaller shows that are good that are good good time and a good party. And if you can get a, a song that everyone wants to jump in and sing along to, then it's just adds to the atmosphere. But I've always appreciated Greg being like, No, this is this this is us. We're not we've got so many so many minutes to play a set, let's play our shit. Love I, it. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, have you ever thought about though doing a a cover in your style, like taking something that's completely not your style and making it your style, like um, like the song "Ship of Fools" from Robert Plant? <laughs> well, they're, they're, yeah, I mean that that could be a good one, or even take something uh, something that's not remotely like yeah. you hear. <clears throat> I I initially uh, tried to do. This is before Greg was in the band. I tried to implement, tried to bring in uh, Brian Wilson by Bare Naked Ladies. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just think that could be a really good punk rock song if you just do it the right way. Um, I love that. Yeah. But again, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, looking back on it now, it's just like that probably wouldn't fit our style. I thought about it often. We can make it work. Yeah, you know, you just yeah, but but you have to. We, we won't know. The the thing is, we're also older now. We're getting we're get, we're in all in our thirties, so we have two yeah, hours, so old, three, hours, yeah. three yeah, hours so of band old. practice a week, and it's just like okay, like this is this is the time we have the jam. Let's uh, here's our priorities, and covers really just are, are far yeah. off that list right now. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah, like a lot a lot of bands have had success with. I mean, even like I talked about Metallica earlier, they've got a lot of cover songs. Like they covered a lot of. Uh, like I'm thinking, of like they did uh, budgie songs and and whatnot, um, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's it's in, it's interesting to hear somebody's take on those songs. Mm -hmm. um, I I like the ones that were never meant to be heavy and that people have turned heavy. Like if you've ever heard a like a heavy version of something like uh, Uptown Funk, it's, uh, <laughs> it's 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 crazy, right? There's a couple out there, but uh, there's yeah. there's a few bands that pull them off oh. well and. Yeah, I'm. I'm always. I always love the heavy versions better, right? Because it's yeah. the, that's my style, right? So, hundred percent, man. Like yeah. um, a band that I listen to, August Burns Red. They they yeah. do that all the time. They've been doing that since like 2006, where they 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 did Britney Spears "Hit Me Baby One More Time." Nice. <laughs> um, they do Christmas albums every year. Like <clears throat> Carol of Bells by them is actually like relatively well known, yeah. like uh, well viewed on like YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so like, and, but like, I, I'm on that same page. Like, heavier versions of like covers are great. Yeah. I've always wanted to hear a heavy metal version of, or a hard rock version at least of like a Mozart song, something that you wouldn't yeah. even think of. Yeah. There's so there's many a, possibilities. Oh, for sure. There's there's a local band here in Thunder Bay called um, Rectify, <laughs> yeah. and they've got a, an album that they did is strictly covers, 
And um, they do. I, I'm not a fan at all. This is probably going to be canceled off the show. But I am not a fan. <laughs> cannot stand the Tragically Hip. Just the worst band ever. Wow. They do a Tragically Big Hip. Show. They, they <laughs> do a Tragically Hip cover, and I like it. And it's hmm. like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but, that's well, yeah. I was reading online about the what you guys call yourselves. And the quote that I see on your webpage is, you are gruff, thrashy, beer-soaked punk rock in the Southern Ontario tradition. So, Southern Ontario tradition. Oh, no. Is there is there a Southern Ontario tradition? Uh, yeah, I think there is. I think it's just, uh, Southern Ontario has, over the last 10 years, has had its, like, it's like a roller coaster of a, a punk rock community. Um, but for the most part, people know how to have a good time. And... We've always been of the, you know, when we're on stage, give everything we've got. So technically, the Southern Ontario. Where the hell is he going? Sorry, I'm just. I got. I got. I, I got to grab my charger from my phone. <laughs> the Southern just keep Ontario. Going, he's going for another beer. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fire hall. Yes. The uh, the Southern Ontario tradition is a uh, is is just an omission of the bands that have come before us. Um, guys who who gave it their all, um, who enjoy a few uh, enjoy a few beers on stage, um, and like and the tragically hit, like the, yeah, like the tragically hit, yeah. <laughs> very much, yeah. And that's I think what was so big about the hip, and that's why I think Mark feels so bad when he says he doesn't like them. There's a lot of people I know that don't like them, um, yeah. but. What people I feel, always I don't feel bad that I don't like them. <laughs> I, did, I didn't like them because the music was terrible. That was it. well. This is the thing: the music was what it was, but the stage show, the yeah. presence of the band, yeah. was undeniable. I mean, I'm you not, see videos not, like Gord Downey. You can say whatever you want about the music, but Gord Downey as a lyricist and as a performer, holy shit. Yeah, but but again, you have to you have to enjoy the music because I did. I used to do security for concerts, and I did um, two shows back to back on the Phantom Powers tour, and yeah. I, I I did two shows back to back with In Sync, and I much preferred In Sync to the wow. Anything. Yeah, wow, like, just awful. That's a bad yeah, statement. That is a hot take. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's my hot take for. That's your for hot that. take. You go, yeah. uh, just before we go any further, Niall, just so you know, I did mute you because of the the wind noise outside. Just so you know, so to talk, you're gonna have to unmute yourself. Cool. Because um, you're awesome. annoying now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't mute me. He's like, we're just gonna get us canceled. This <laughs> like, is Canada, cut, Mark. Just Come cut, on, he'll, he'll just cut that piece out. <laughs> no, no, gotta leave it in. Gotta leave. This is expressions. We express ourselves. There'll just, they'll just be a big black square right here for the duration of the show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We need some hate mail. Finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Any attention uh, is good attention. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Now you mentioned Napster earlier, Mark, and it kind of makes yeah. me want to ask you guys the question of money. The money in the world of what you do. How does that happen? Um, what not saying. Yeah. <laughs> talk. Yeah. Talk to me. You know what, man? Uh, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say this is a passion project. Um, technically, it's a part-time job. Um, technically, we, like we put hours into it, hours and hours into it. But at the end of the day, the punk rock scene—you're not putting a mortgage down. Um, we're happy if we're able to go to a show. Uh, cover our gas, cover our meals, cover our beers. Uh, if we're not putting our hands in our pocket, we consider it a success. And like Perfect. at the end of the day, the biggest thing through all of this is we've never come into this thing to make money. It's always been just about literally getting on stage with, you know, 
with each other and have the best half hour of our lives because it's, that's what it comes down to. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And that's what it should be. That's a genre to make money in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're no, it's, people are playing this on the radio. <clears throat> so, so do you when you, when you play shows? What uh, what type of venues do you play? And um, do you do you stay within Ontario, or do you stay in Southern Ontario, or do you stay like in the Newmarket area? Um, what's what's that like? So we pretty much we go anywhere, play anywhere that wants to have us. Yeah. You know, like we love. Like we haven't been able to tour, um, which is a big thing that I think that is eventually on our bucket list of things to do, um, especially, you know, with we have a looking to finish up our our new album soon. So hopefully that might follow, you know, the touring side of things might follow that. But, um, yeah, we're pretty much open to if someone wants to have us, we'll we'll play it. Uh, we played Montreal, we played yeah. Sudbury, we played North Bay, yeah. we played Windsor. Windsor. Just, yeah, we're pre- pretty much Oshawa, Whitby. Pretty much Ontario, Quebec. Um, but we'd like to possibly push that and get out, either see more of Canada or like my bucket list, my personal bucket list, I'd love to do Europe um, because they just treat bands so nicely over there. And maybe the states but it costs a lot of money to go down there yeah it costs a lot yeah yeah no yeah. doubt uh, it reminds me a lot of my world of pro wrestling you know wrestlers travel all over the place for not a lot of pay they do it yeah. because it's a passion for them um and a lot of people are going to europe now like i've got some friends that are touring europe all the time these days um it, it's a crazy life it's a lot of fun and, you know, hopefully you get your name out there to the right people. And then you never know what could happen in that kind of a world. But again, just doing it for yeah. the love and the passion. Totally love that. Well, I, like you said, like, you know, wrestlers doing the rounds, like, you know, Mick Foley left his his ear in Germany. Right. So, you know, he, he was doing the, you know, the, the road side of it. You have to put that time in. And yep. at the end of the day, like, we do love it. Like, yeah, you think putting four dudes in a van would be awful, but it's actually, it has its moments. Yeah. It has its moments. It's therapeutic. It's therapeutic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, To kind of throw it out there and I'm just kind of winging it, but uh, there's a wrestling company in Toronto called demand Lucha. And they always put on shows where they have a band open for the show. Have you ever considered like approaching maybe demand Lucha and saying, Hey, do you want us to open your show? Totally love to do that. Honestly, I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if it's the same. Uh, rest, that did I don't know if it's the same guys that did. Uh, do they do it at like Lee's Palace? Yeah. The Hard Luck. Yep. Lee's yeah. Palace. So, like, and, we've, had, uh, we, we've yeah. had friends bands play, playing those those events. Um, I would I'd be so open to that. That'd be awesome. I just never. I just don't necessarily have the right contacts or. Maybe they just don't want us. <laughs> but, you know, we, that would be awesome. I can definitely get you a contact. I, I don't know what can come from that, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you about that later. Um, anyway, that's really cool. That's really, really great. Um, Sean, Mark, any questions that you want to ask? Um, when when you guys are <clears throat> writing, I mean, because obviously, as you say, your your set consists all of original material. What, what are your biggest influences? Like, you, you've all talked about... Um, different bands, but um, obviously, uh, Niall, your influences are a little different than Andrew and Greg's. So what what sort of style influences your writing the most, or what bands do you 
sort of emulate when you're writing? Oh, uh, <laughs> there's, it's, it's not like a, there's no wide variety. Um, like there's like a band called Propagandi from uh, Winnipeg. They're a fantastic band. They've been around since what, early '90s. Um, Protest the Hero was the biggest thing I've always tried to emulate because I used to always try and be as technical as possible. But uh, I've slowed that down the faster we've decided to play. Um, that like and like it all. It all. My writing usually depends on my mood and what I'm listening to, and it varies. Uh, every time I die is another band. Um, Let me just interrupt you here now. What I think is important about this, our band, especially the, between the three of us, is the three of us don't have the same musical influence and taste. We we like similar bands. Uh, Prop is one band that we can all agree on is is amazing. But Andrew's British UK stuff <laughs> might not be with my hardcore <clears throat> punk, really crappy playing tech, you know, music. So it's hard when people ask us, oh, what, what, what band do you really see yourself like influenced by? We usually say prop because that's the one we can all agree on. But we all have very distinct within the bigger like punk subgenre or genre rather. We're all on different ends of the spectrum. Well, yeah. Even, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but even bigger than that, uh, Greg, don't you, aren't you originally a jazz drummer? I'm not originally a jazz drummer, but I started jazz in high school and then I've been listening to it since then and I find that it does influence my playing and whenever I get a chance to sit down I will do the old you know I find when you listen to a lot of jazz it can really influence what you're doing creatively when you sit down to play even in something like punk music right totally I think if you are a good jazz musician of any kind you can play almost anything I agree. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Cool. Um, I have a question. Yes, sir. How much flack did you guys get for the <laughs> the Rob Ford song? <laughs> it all depends. But open for business. <laughs> so it all depends uh, who listened to it. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of support um, for it. Definitely a lot of support. But yeah, there has been people being like, fuck you. You know, but I shared this with the guys earlier in our group chat. This video, open for business, where basically you're you're well. Let let me let you explain what it's about. So yeah, I so I write the lyrics for all the songs. Um, I consider myself I consider myself left wing. I have no problem admitting that. Um, and I pretty much uh, I watched a man. I used to work with uh, special needs individuals. And when he was counselor in Toronto, he pretty much banned a kid from being able to live his life because he was aggressive. He was had autism, and he pretty much had a petition, pretty much in the in in a, in a West End neighborhood, to pretty much lock the kid away. Uh, and it was one of his campaigning, um, one one of the part. It was parts of his campaign back back years ago. So when he came to the forefront of premier or becoming premier, um, I don't agree with a lot of his, a lot of his, well, the platform that he won with, but there wasn't really much of one. And I pretty much announced that in the song. I'm just, uh, I don't know if it's going to cause political debate on the, on the, the podcast, but um, I hope it does. 
I am, I am pretty much, uh, I'm very, I'm very, uh, for the people, uh, whereas, you know, he uses that as his slogan, but you know, when you cut the costs on healthcare and mental health and, um, you know, you're not really for the people, are you? You know, and then, and, and we're seeing it now with the investigations going into the, you know, the green belt and, you know, all the business, his investor buddies and all the developers and we're dealing with it right now up in, you know, uh, there's a Brad, Bradford bypass, which is just North of us. Um, yeah. you know, that's, billions of billions of dollars that could be going yeah. into uh, social that, that, by, that bypass. If it goes through, we'll go basically right through my sister's backyard. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. realistically that Bradford bypass, it's going to save people maybe 10 minutes. Um, and I look at the programming and the lack thereof, uh, especially right now, especially post COVID, uh, going towards our teachers, uh, going towards the, uh, like you saw it all with the teachers just recently. Um, but, but what we're dealing with right now with the lack of nursing and now we're going into private healthcare and this is stuff that's come out since the songs even been released. Um, yes. you know, I watched a man who pre COVID was, was, you know, making his promises made off of a buck of beer and changing a license plate rather than you know dealing with what needs to be deal with and that's and that's people's lives and uh yeah i i, I just don't like the guy i just i think he's got such a punchable face too that doesn't help <laughs> i think you, I think it's safe you to say and, fuck that guy yeah, andrew, <laughs> andrew you are my new favorite person me too I, and just to let you know my wife is a nurse so you're probably my wife's new favorite person <laughs> and, uh, but yeah i mean i like i live in thunder bay I, I moved here for for my my career that disintegrated uh a year and a half ago but uh it was um, we moved here for my career and all, of course, COVID hit and the doctors were all like, oh, it's cool. We're doing virtual visits. Well, you know, I, I get a call. I have a, a doctor's appointment. So I'm waiting for my phone call and uh, they call and go, OK, so you, we're just a reminder of your appointment. I go, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm here. And they go, OK, so you'll be in the office. My doctor is in Bradford. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so I live in Thunder Bay. That's going to be problematic. Just a little bit, um, you know. Yeah. So I, they, they, I, I can't see my doctor virtually anymore because you know he won't allow it. So yeah. now I have to figure out how to. Now I've got to plan a week of holidays around just going to see doctors in the Bradford and Newmarket area. Isn't it great spending your vacation time on getting yourself checked out? Just fucking wonderful. <laughs> and basic and healthcare. And, and trust me, trust me. That's 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 honestly yeah. foreshadowing. Uh, what we're about to go through with the privatization of healthcare, um, and and people don't see it, they do no. not see it. And, no. and the, the worst part of it is when that election went through that last election, and you saw in all the public forums, everybody saying, "I didn't want to support too dope." Really, <laughs> I didn't vote for the guy either. But provincial, federal, get yeah, your head different. out of your ass. Yeah, yeah. there's so much Come that. Come on. <laughs> And like, that's a, that's a big thing for me is like, you know, I've traditionally voted NDP. Um, like I said, I'm for the people, the, 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 you know, everyone always asks me, you know, like, well, how, you know, how will you be able, how would the NDP, they can't just create money. You know, you, you, you they're not, they're just going to pull the money out of their ass. Like, you know, but at the same time though, you know, the, the conversation of taxing people who make way more money than any of us do is a conversation. And, you know, I have very blue collar friends who support the conservative government. And I go, you guys, why? how, why, how this, this, this government <laughs> yeah. does not look out for you. He takes the most from them and they don't see it. 
Exactly. Yeah. I got, I got, publish it. I got, I got another hot take. Tax yeah. the churches. <laughs> Tax the churches. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, in disagreement on that one, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm an atheist, so I don't give a shit. But yeah. yeah. Well, Tax I, the churches. All, all three of us grew up Catholic. I don't think yeah. we, I don't think collectively we've been to church and probably since 20 years, since 20, 20 years or so. Um, but I, yeah, like I, that was another thing, you know, like not. Doug Ford related, but another uh Man, I thought this podcast was about music. <laughs> <laughs> Expressions, the CNN episode. <laughs> you're the yeah, best man. Square again, yeah. but Literally I have it. I have it right here. What's next for Ship of Fools? <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, no, wrap wrap up up our go ahead. Go ahead. It was it was you you brought it up. You you were the one that talked about the song, Brian. <laughs> I know, no, and I want to talk about it for sure. I love hearing well, opinions like that. At the end of the day, how I see what Ship of Fools has allowed me to do is realistically, you know, sing about things that are past, are, are, are close to me. And as someone who grew up Catholic, just going back to that, um, mm. you know, I have, I've had that awkward conversation with my mom who was not too happy to hear me say that I'm done with the Catholic church, but I'm done with the Catholic church. And, and, and when you're, you know, burying, and we've, we've seen it just recently, they get over it quick. It's not that apparently. Bad. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> You know, you see it with the with what we've just gone through with the indigenous communities in Canada, you know, and like it's just like they just reiterated my my belief that why the fuck why should I support these organizations? Because that's what they are. Yeah. They're organizations, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like for profit for that one, but hundred percent, hundred percent. We're gonna get somebody from the church on our show. We're <laughs> find out what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but in the meantime, back to the band. Thank you, Greg. Um, <laughs> what is next for your band? What What are you guys doing? Uh, I say you. You say you're finishing up an album now, and what, you potentially tour. Like, what What do you guys have plans? So first off, we're finishing our record. We're nearly done it. Um, we are what. 14? 14, 15 songs 14, in. 15? Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we're, the plan is to um, start pre-production, start, pre start recording demos, just kind of get a really uh, get a grip on uh, how the songs are going to play out at the end. And then, uh, so we've decided that we are going to write the record without our bassist. I think it would just be too much to put a new bassist in and expect them to record a full album with us. So we are going to just, we're going to write the bass parts. Um, and then from there, uh, once we're done recording the album, we'll, we'll be finding a, a basis. And then from there, yeah, touring. Yeah. Awesome. We got to cool. get the album out there. I wish you guys all the luck in the world. I can't wait to hear what you guys do. Thank you. I enjoy your music a lot. It's awesome. It, man. Energy. I mean, now I was watching the video just the way, I don't know how you do it. You have a different way of playing that I saw. You're very tight. You got your guitar very high, oh, and, yeah. and you're you're very tight with your movement, and just very very. It's like you said it earlier. When the music got faster, you had to change how technical you were. I can see the technical side of how you play. I can see that you're you're doing the chords and like just it's it's it looked different to me the way you play. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just I guess comes from my metal background, but uh, yeah, like the the tightness makes it easier, but the onstage antics hurt the body. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you guys about that. Thank you for, for getting us back there. Um, hurt the body. So when I saw the videos, you, you looked like you were in a recording studio, just playing. 
And um, there wasn't a lot of energy to that side of it. I would imagine on stage, it's a completely different thing. And then singing the way you do, Andrew, come on, tell me how that doesn't just shred everything. I, I actually have no idea, man. I don't, I don't warm up or, you know, I drink like, you know, when we have a string of shows in a row, I drink tea, probably like one tea per five beers. But, you know, like it's, <laughs> I like to think I'm protecting my voice that way, but after a show, yeah, give me an hour after my voice is back to what it is. Wow. Um, I'm just being able to do it. I have no idea how. Awesome. Awesome. And of course, Greg Obviously, drumming, you know, you have to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Drumming is always a challenge. Yeah. It, it is, but I find, especially when you're playing fast music or something with good tempo, try and stay as loose as possible and everything becomes much easier. So the opposite to tightening up for now, the looser you are, the faster and quicker you can play. So that's my approach. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I need a break. Sometimes you can't do five songs back to back to back to back to back because it's, it's up there and you know, I'm getting older, the body hurts, but uh, I try my best. Awesome. Dude. Greg controls the brakes in the sense. <laughs> As he should. The drummer's the yeah, boss. 100%. 100%. You control everything. Right. Can't play with us. Just can't guys, invest right? in his own fan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What? You don't have your own fan? That's why we have a band fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, we got a couple of questions for you before we uh, wrap up things uh, that we usually try and close <clears throat> the show with. Um, First question. Uh, before we get to that, Sean, Mark, anything you want to add? Uh, I got something actually. Please. <clears throat> so, uh, I hate I hate to steamroll expressions here, but usually on on my on well the podcast that I'm on, separate from this, um, I don't know what it is, but I have like a I have a weird fucking thing where I, I'm like I'm always curious about hearing people's guilty pleasures. So, considering you guys are so musically inclined, and I'm fucking not. Um, I'm curious. So like, I know you guys would like, I know, like I, I, I know the music you play and I know the music that you enjoy that led you to that style of music. Um, now I have a very weird taste in music and I've said this so many times before my tongue might fall off if I keep saying it more. Um, now my guilty pleasure personally is Barry White. Love Barry White. That shit is like, you put that on in a car, I will drive at speeds that my car probably couldn't go. <laughs> so curious to see, uh, well, to hear really, uh, what, like, what's like the, that one artist or like genre that's like so out of the realm hmm. of music that you guys put out that just gets you fucking going and like, you know, you just want to fucking, you either want to punch something, you want to go for a run. Like, I'm just curious. <laughs> that's yeah that's interesting um i personally love a lot of disco i do um like i said i i relate back to my my old man just listening to a lot of music uh he used to dj a lot when he was uh, in his late teens early 20s um and yeah he played a lot of a lot of disco so i just there's some disco i just i love like the you know just being as you know branded disco as possible like the saturday night fever soundtrack from start to finish is incredible <laughs> it is pretty awesome yeah you got one now oh oh uh if not it's, it, it's hip-hop hip-hop anything oh, hip -hop that doesn't, really that's not, right that doesn't count 
Niles, Niles is Lord. Niles loves Lord. That's true. He does. Yeah. I do love Lord. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Like, if we're talking about like, three days grace, three days grace. Billy Eilish on that too. Yeah, Billy Eilish. You love Billy Eilish on that. Yeah. I like Billy <laughs> Eilish. You know. Yeah, man. I guess for me it would be maybe like jazz. No, jazz doesn't count <laughs> because Niles likes math rock too, but that's yeah too adjacent to what we're doing. Maybe like. The Temptations or something, maybe some like doo-wop or something from back in the day kind of thing. Dope. Oh, actually, no, I changed my mind. Calypso <laughs> and Soka. What was that? Calypso and Soka. Is that your father? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. What yeah. about you, Sean? Fuck me. Oh yeah. man. I don't know. Like aside from, aside from Barry White. Aside from Barry White, dude. Oh man. I could listen to any single one of Adele's albums front to back and be so beside myself because like I'm okay. I love fucking I, I'll jam out to any fucking ghost inside album any day of the week. Like I don't give a shit. I love them so much, but God forbid if I don't hear an Adele song at least once a month, I go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's so random. Yeah, she's fucking great, man. Like she like fuck, if I could marry any woman, it would have to be Adele. She's oh sing me to sleep, woman, please. <laughs> Mark, what about you, man? Uh yep. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I think so. No, definitely not. Um you know what? I'm 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 like a, a fan of the old old bare naked lady stuff like Gordon. Oh um, you know, um and that's that's sort of my thing, right? It's uh I mean I I, I grew up in Newmarket, right? So I, I went to school with Tyler Stewart. Um and so like I, I remember sitting outside the the portable at, at recess and he'd be in there rocking out to like the the knack you know my sharona like right and it was just awesome and i think when the bare ladies hit big with with gordon um it was sort of like that the hometown boy proud of a guy he knew he, he wasn't a friend of mine but he was i knew him right so it was mm -hmm. cool and uh so that's sort of that's that's where i go when i when I, I don't listen to it often but i do own it it's uh in that CD cabinet over there somewhere. I don't have it on vinyl. It's not one of the things I have on vinyl. But. That's definitely a record that, and thank you for reminding me because I need to add it to my collection. I don't think I've ever seen a pressing of it, but it needs to be pressed if it hasn't been. Um, yeah, it was It was right in the heyday of CDs, right? So, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. probably not done, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I just recently repurchased um, a turntable. So Beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm putting, I put together a nice little, uh, nice little sound system that I, I now I need to find a way to make it set up so it's not just sitting on the kitchen table you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah so i see well, a, a little yeah. behind you that it might fit on maybe yeah well this is all moving out all the guitars and everything are moving into another room so we'll, oh. we'll see no yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's i'm taking over the dining room it's oh. gonna be guitars amps and actually i think i'm gonna put the stereo in there right so it's gonna be my oh, music okay yeah, yeah. so all right Up upgrading yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> it was actually actually my wife's idea. So uh, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's start to wrap this up a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you the questions of the evening. Um, oh no! I sent the email, didn't I, to you guys? The invitation email. That would be not. That would be not. Uh, uh, that I'm went to the loser. ship uh, email. Uh, oh, I haven't checked. Uh, okay. Anyway, in that, I asked if you would like to issue a challenge to our listeners. Uh, I don't know if off the cuff you have an idea of a challenge. We can come back to that af after I ask you the other questions if you like. But the challenge is usually something that uh, I don't think anybody ever does. 
but we issue anyway because we're a creative show and we want to get I, people thinking and being creative. I well, you did the have challenge. Done it. You I have did the it. challenge. Which challenge? Um, Jace's challenge. Yes. Yeah. When Jace was on, I wrote I wrote the the poems. Yeah. That's right. Mm. That's right. All right. Well, the, do you, if you have a challenge, awesome. If not, I will move to the next question. You can come. Yeah, to that move point. to the next one. I will try and think of one while I try and answer the other questions. I've got a perfect bad answer to that. <laughs> try and do one nice thing for one other person. One night. What? Do one nice thing for one other person. One nice thing. That's a challenge. Coming from a Canada Post employee, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that, Greg. It's because I don't think I don't trust us to come up with something better than that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Awesome. All right. I was going to be like, eat a packet of, you know, hot sauce or something like that. (laughs) Greg, thank you. (laughs) The last challenge was write poems and we're issuing hot sauce challenges. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I'll take the hot sauce challenge. I got like 12 different flavors in there. So, oh, fuck. Been there, done that. It's on YouTube and it's not fun. (laughs) It's not fun. I could just think of a Johnny Cash song that would relate to that. (laughs) Burning ring of fire. Anyway, um, so other questions. Speaking of songs, what's your jam? What's that one song that you absolutely love? You can't skip past. Every time it comes on, it's your five star. That's the one that you have to hear. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go off the cuff and go against not necessarily the music I always listen to, but One Kiss by Dua Lipa. Every single time that song comes on, I've, I've, I'm it's full blast. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, Rose Garden by Shad. Right on. Shad uh, the the Shad. Sorry. His name's Shadrack Cabango, London, Ontario. Oh, right on. <laughs> uh, for me, I guess I would go maybe. Gang Control by Leftover Crack. Keep it... No, I'll take it back. Uh, back to the Motor League. Propaganda. Ah, nice. Back to the what? Back to the Motor League. Propaganda. Hmm. Uh, probably one of my favorite songs by them. Damn I will have to look into that. Yeah. I found some Got pretty a really cool songs. Guitar solo at the end of it. If you guys like guitar solos. <laughs> I love a good guitar solo, man. Drum I solo's have... better, but... I had a weird feeling that like I thought Niall was gonna say like blood meat or something. I was like, oh please say it, please. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, if if, it, if it's off that, it's um goddess bound for sure. Oh, so good. Love that fucking track. Oh that whole album. God damn it. Now I gotta, I gotta is, go fucking I, I got Andrew sick of it. <laughs> this is the reason I asked the damn. question because <laughs> I am music starved. Like music, I'm still listening to Rush. I mean, the, the police. Yeah. This is still the stuff I listen to every day, right? Like, I need something new that is going to kick my ass every time I hear it, like Tool did, and I can't stop listening and talking about. Um, but anyway, uh, moving to the next question, the final question, I guess you could say of the day, but unless, oh, we already got your challenge. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so the <laughs> final question of the day, your tool of the trade. So a tool of the trade doesn't have to be a specific tool. It can be a concept. Um, it could be a way of thinking. Uh, we had one guest say it was his ADHD. That's his tool of the trade. What would you guys consider to be that one thing that you rely on, uh, to succeed in your daily life? Hmm. Go ahead. I have really big hands. (laughs) (laughs) So big hands. 
Well, as a drummer, hell yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, fuck. That could have gone so many different ways. But it, still it could. It still could. You never know what's going to happen next. I'm so glad he said hands. <laughs> I think he's implying something else, but we're going to move past it. <laughs> as a drummer, that's handy. See what I did there? Handy. All right. Well, you got to hand it to him. Yeah. But a oh man, I'm here. I'm gonna go and be like, it's my motivation, you know. It's, it's my motivation. My every day, I want to strive to be the best version of myself. But actually, no. Like, it kind of is that weird way of like, every day I wake up, I want to try something new. I want to do something different, and I want to just build on, try to make my life the best it can be. You know, whether that be in the band or at work, it's kind of they kind of coincide with each other. So, yeah. So your the boring, attitude, the boring answer, <laughs> boring answer. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it needs to be. Perfect. Yeah. Man. Niall. Let's see. Big hands. That's good. Because <laughs> um, I got these dainty little hooves for, for hands. Um, I, I, I just trust your gut. Like, I guess it's going to be a boring like Andrew's, but it's pretty much down the middle of what, whether it comes to writing or anything you do like that's, I don't dwell on, I guess if it's like in terms of the writing, I don't dwell on like whether people are going to like it or not. I just like if it works with me and it's worked with, for the guys, it's good. If it sounds right, it sounds right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you being here, taking the time. Uh, where can people find your music? Where can people find Ship of Fools? Um, so you can find us on all social media platforms. Um, everything's different though. Every username's different, which is, was a big mistake we made early in our in our band days. Uh, spunk? The, Something about spunk, maybe? This guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's see, that's one that uh, that still haunts me to this day. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it was it was ship of fools punk. Yes, but if you can take out the uh, the end of the sen- end of the statement there, everyone has uh, dirty minds. Part, Instagram, Instagram for social media is the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, and that's a ship of fools official. Uh, you can find us on Bandcamp. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, uh, Tidal. Yeah, all the all the streaming services. What's the Quebec one? QB? QB? I can't even remember. There's a Quebec yeah. one. That's yeah. Quebec Bandcamp. YouTube as well. We're on we're on YouTube. You know, you just uh, yeah. If you if you check us out, give us a give us a follow, a like, whatever it may be. It helps. It goes a long way. Absolutely. As you guys know, trying to promote your uh, podcast, right? You gotta you gotta. You got to push. Exactly. It's a pain yeah. in the ass. But yeah, 100%. Any support goes a long way. I wish but, more people realized how important it is. Oh, it's so important. <laughs> but honestly, at the same time, just like you guys, we do this because we love doing it as well. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Um, if it never gets bigger than what it is today, I think we'll still keep doing it for the same reasons we're doing it today. Absolutely. Uh, you got to love it. And as a musician, former, I guess you could say, musician, um, I totally uh, jones daily to get behind a drum set. So... I love that you guys are sticking to it. I love that you've been together as long as you have. Uh, 40 Cases was together for about two years before we, um, I moved out here and they're still in Oshawa. Um, and, and that's a regret, you know. So I'm glad yeah. you guys definitely stay with it for the love of it, for the right reasons. And I really hope to see uh, huge things from you guys down the road for sure. Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Oh, you you're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. So thank you one last time. Sean again. Mark again. Thank you both for being here this week. Anything you want to add before we say goodnight? No, I'm good. Just thanks for being here. It's been it's been fun. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You guys are fucking. Uh, you guys are pretty cool. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I came into this. I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'm talking to more musicians. This is this is gonna be fun. And then, you know, I I figured out that we all have uh, some good uh, music uh taste that we we share in common so this is good i'm, I'm and, happy this is a good and greg has big hands and i have big hands. <laughs> <laughs> i feel your pain i feel your pain yeah, all right guys see the tag, tag line on this one yeah mark hates a tragically hip greg has big hands yeah. <laughs> big hands that'll get us a lot of views and uh some we're not sure where the hate's going to come from yeah <laughs> awesome all right guys until next time, we love our viewers. We thank you so much for watching and listening to our show, and we hope you keep it up. Remember, like Andrew said, we need the love too. Like, subscribe, tell the world that we're doing it, and we'll see you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye.